All right, here it goes. Three, two, one, and action. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Marty here for the Good Vibes Show. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you are well. I'm doing good. I'm drinking a honey lemon tea. Happy to be here with you guys. And uh, hey, it's the Good Vibes Show. This is the place where I like to get into people's lives. And the reason for that is so that we can get a perspective from different types of people on different types of stories, because everybody has a story. That's my favorite line. It was my favorite line of the 90s as well, when Oprah said it. It's true. Oprah said it. And it stuck with me. I used to watch Oprah Winfrey every single night at supper time with my family. And uh she had a lot of great guests and she always had amazing shows. Like really, honestly, we have to give it to Oprah, right, Brett? I mean, Oprah was so true. So true. hundred percent. Yes. Oprah's legit. She's the real deal. <laughs> she's the real deal. And she's filthy rich too. But um, yeah, <laughs> beyond that, she created her own empire and, uh, and she created some good vibes in this world. You That's get a sure. car, you get a car, you get a car. Yeah. <laughs> Those were awesome moments, though, you know, crying at the dinner table, like, oh, my yeah. God, everybody's getting a car. Wishing you're in the audience. <laughs> yes. Trying to. And back then, like, Internet was just coming around. So, like, trying to dial up and find, like, the Oprah Winfrey website. And then I remember my mom trying to, like, send notes to Oprah. And <laughs> All that to say that everybody has a story. And that you're in the good vibes room with Marty B. Um, <laughs> welcome to this episode. And on this episode, I'm chatting with Brett Boudelier. Yeah. From you got what? it right. Of course I got it right. I'm French. That's a French name. They, yes. In French, we say Boutelier. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Brett is from London, Ontario. And um, he is EA in the school district there, which is... Short for educational assistant? Correct, yes. Or education assistant, yeah. Educational, you're right, yes. There you go. And he's a BC as well. <laughs> educational assistant and a BC, which is a behavioral consultant. Correct. That's a very interesting title, and you were talking pre-show about that job and what you do. It's kind of a cool job, really. It's, I think I'd like to do that. You get to help a lot of you get to help a lot of people, right? So I love helping people. So it's it's amazing. So what kind of behaviors do you deal with? Yeah, so like we work with I work with a lot of individuals who are like two we call them like two on ones or three on ones. So basically you have to have three staff with that individual because of their behaviors. So a lot of times it's you know, they're physically attacking you. So biting you, kicking you, hitting you, throwing objects at you. Um, they destroy property. So you know, destroying TVs, destroying furniture, destroying houses. Um, so just things like that. So that's what we, we do to try to help. And like, we try to support them with, you know, getting their behaviors down and not, not being so aggressive towards individuals and, um, you know, objects and stuff wow. like that. So, yeah. 
So what kind of exercises would you do with me if I had behavioral issues? This is interesting to me. <laughs> so we, like we first off, we would do a lot of data tracking. So we will track to see like what your behaviors are and when, when those behaviors occurred. So if we found, for instance, if, you know, every time you brush your teeth, we noticed that you had behaviors. So maybe you would have some trouble with brushing your teeth. So then we'd come up with some sort of program to help you brush your teeth and try to figure out why you hate brushing your teeth. Um, so for instance, a short little story, but I was working with someone and the reason why they had a lot of behaviors was because they couldn't deal with the texture of the toothpaste. So what we had to do is we had to put the toothbrush or the toothpaste, sorry, in like down inside the bristles. So he wouldn't get a big chunk of uh, toothpaste in his mouth. So, you know, we got to, we got to do like things like that. So it's, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long, it's a long process, but at the end of it, it's wonderful. Like they, you know, they can actually go out in the community. They can, you know, do things like you and I can do where a lot of times in the beginning they can't because of their behaviors. Right. So do some people actually like, totally recover or rehab from those behavioral issues or usually is that like a mental health challenge or issue that somebody kind of is stuck with um no a lot of behaviors they can be behaviors never go away but they dwindle down basically so they're manageable okay so it's um, more like they're conscious of it so they are then they then they have the tools exactly so we give them a lot of tools okay like if you're upset instead of you know, throwing things at us or hitting people, use your words. Or, you know, sometimes we work with individuals who have autism that, you know, aren't, that aren't verbal, then we will help them be, you know, help them communicate with other people with using like maybe an iPad or something that talks for them or, you know, a communication um, board that they can point and show pictures to people. Right. So we try to help them communicate and show their emotions in other ways besides being aggressive and you know destroying things basically so that's that's a cool uh that's a cool thing and it takes like i was saying in the pre-show like it does take somebody take somebody with patience um yes <laughs> and with understanding and empathy and um you know uh, it must be uh, it must be tough at times when when they get a little wild and stuff it can be challenging yeah. <laughs> i'm sure it's it's yeah i have a lot of stories <laughs> that's like the whole um also probably the the category of like people that are way underpaid <laughs> for what they yeah. do yeah that that's true <laughs> that's the <a> category <laughs> yeah <laughs> it seems like a lot of mental health um workers um a lot of people that work in behavioral or, or mental health uh, with people with mental health issues, et cetera, you know, in homes, group homes, stuff like that. Sometimes those people just seem to me that, you know, when I'm, when I'm looking at the numbers, they seem to be underpaid. For what yeah. They're doing. And like, we're always the first sector to get money taken away. Right. Like as yeah. soon as there's cuts, it's always the social services fields. Like, yeah, yeah it's, did you study in that? Yeah, so I took a two-year program called the Developmental Service Worker um, Program, and I took it in Toronto, actually, at Humber College. Um, yeah, so it was, an, it was a really awesome program. You learn about, you know, you learn about all, like, dual diagnosis, so people that have, you know, like a learning disability and mental health. You learn about a lot of autism and a lot of different just disabilities, right? And we learned, like, sign language and all that kind of stuff, like how to communicate with people that can't be verbal. And so it was really awesome to take. 
So you know how to sign like so much? You um, I like out of when I was out of college, I did. But you know the saying like if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm. So for like I haven't used it in a long time. I know some things, but I couldn't have a conversation with someone. If someone came out to me and was trying to sign to me, I can maybe pick a few words out, but I want to be able to be like, okay, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, nice. So, um, but I do want to go back and take a course on it and basically learn it again. So, is that something you often have to deal with people that sign or people that are deaf or mute? Um, for myself, no, I've never really worked with a, a lot of people in the deaf community. Um, but a lot of my individuals that I support that say have autism and that are non-ver- nonverbal, we try to help them and to learn a couple sign language. So simple as like, you know, bathroom, yes, no, please, thank you. Um, you know, simple things like that, just so it's easy for them to communicate too. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting job. Um, and what it about <laughs> the educational assistant? What's the job that you do there? currently right now i'm in it's called the de center so it's basically a developmental education uh cent, like center so at my school there's two rooms um so th- i work with one student who has fasd um and he is what is fasd sorry fetal alcohol syndrome what okay yeah so fetal that's a short for alcohol F-A-S-D. syndrome yeah. So that would be like somebody that his mother was drinking while being pregnant? Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and then there's uh there's uh major setbacks that come with that usually. Yeah, so it's more like you know, yeah, like we get a, a lot of people with the fetal alcohol syndrome, you get a lot of behaviors and a lot of times they're very they have like a learning disability, right? So they're a lot lower than like you know this student for instance he's in grade five so he doesn't at, he doesn't learn at a grade five level like he's he's probably at a grade like kindergarten to grade one maybe level um right so his, his brain is his brain's a lot slower to learn than say your and I's brain right like um yeah so with him though it's with him he's mostly once again behavioral like we see you know I see a lot of aggression towards me a lot of aggression towards objects in the classroom um but uh you know before we left in march break from school like he was in a really good routine i had him really with no behaviors like he was he was pretty good so hmm. yeah and right now you're off uh from that job because of uh the pandemic or are you back or uh no so i'm off right now just because of yeah covid and everything going on which sucks so it's just a lot of trying to do online learning with you know our students basically how have you adapted to uh, the whole situation and how have, how have you handled it? Has it caused any uh, anxiety or, or stress, you know, financially or whatever? Um, financially, no, just because I'm still getting paid, thankfully. Like, I'm one of the few, you know, people that are still getting paid during this time. Right. Um, stressed, yes, a little bit just because I see it with my students, right? Like, because a lot of my students, they have autism, you know, and they're such a routine person. Now that we they don't have that routine, like they don't go to school, they don't have a routine. And a lot of the parents, a lot of the parents have a hard time following a routine because well, as, soon as, you, as soon as you follow a routine or you put demands on a child sometimes with behaviors, that is when you see behaviors. Mm-hmm. So a lot of parents, they don't put the demands on their children because they don't want to see the behaviors, right? 
So they just, you know, a lot of times they just sit on iPads, you know, and, you know, just kind of do fun things at home, which is totally understandable because I feel bad for some parents that have to, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard job to deal with a, you know, individual that has those behavioral no outbursts at home. Yeah. Um, so just seeing like, just seeing them like kind of fall out of routine and want to come back to school and they can't come back to school. It's just, it's hard because then it makes our job a lot harder. For instance, when we go back, if we go back in September, right? because then now we have to get all these kids back on a routine and get back on track and, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's, it's hard just to see them right. kind of, you know, set back a bit, I guess. So. Right. So outside of the work context, how is Brett doing with the pandemic? How has Brett handled it? Um, at the beginning I was, I was very, I was not depressed, I guess, but I was very down just because I'm such a social person, mm-hmm. you know, and work. I love my job. Right. So I love going, I love going to school and helping kids. So when I was, when I'm not, when I'm not able to go there, it's just, I'm, I'm out of my routine too, basically. I'm such a routine person, right? Like, you know, gotcha. go to work, go to the gym, yep. all this kind of stuff. So now that I can't go to the, I can't go to the school to help. I can't go to the gym because it's closed. I have no routine, you know? So it was very hard for me, but now I'm, I'm, I kind of adapted to it, I guess. I kind of, I kind of made my own, I guess, quarantine routine. Gotcha. So it's, it's better now, but at the beginning it was very stressful for me. I was, I was not depressed. I was I guess a little depressed. I guess yeah. I can be honest. I was a little I depressed. We, I think a lot of people at the start really got, got kind of stung by it for the first maybe two, three weeks ish. Uh, I know my, for my, for my sake, that was, that was the case. The first three weeks were kind of a write off. Yeah. And then from there, um, from there, yeah, somehow I just kind of kicked it into gear and it turned it around. I was listening yeah. again. Uh, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and he had uh, a, a Dr. Rhonda Patrick on uh, the show and they were talking about immune systems and how important it was to, you know, be, uh, be healthy and exercise and all that stuff to, mm-hmm. to boost your immune system. Yeah. And, and while I had five open heart surgeries as a child um, for a congenital heart problem that I had. And so like, you know, um, I'm prone to like, even though I don't have issues today, knock on wood, I'm still prone to, you know, if, if a bad cold or a bad pneumonia or something, it can be very dangerous. If the infection gets in my blood, it's, it's a little bit more dangerous for me um, because of my condition. So, so yeah, I was stressed and I was a little like, you're in the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's like, is this going to hit and kill like millions of people? Yeah, it was hard, right? Because you didn't, you you just heard all the bad negative things about COVID, right? So like you just, you were stressed, like, oh my God, am I going to get it? You know, going up to the grocery stores, you're like, oh my God, like, I don't want to touch thing. I know. It was just, it was just such a stressful time. And I feel like now we're kind of more adapting to it, I guess. It's still, still a stressful thing, but I think like, I don't know. I think now there's more put in place, you know, a lot of more places are, I guess, I don't know, equipping you with things, right? With hand sanitizer, gloves and masks. And I don't know. It's just like, you know what I mean? We're adapting to it. I guess what I'm trying to say is yeah. more like, I don't think it's enough. Um, like no. to, to protect if, yeah. if it's still a, if it's still a threat, I think right now here in New Brunswick, the way it is, and I mean, everywhere where I look, I mean, the, the United States, uh, across mm-hmm. Canada, 
if it's still a major issue, um, there's something that tells me like it's going to come back around because like they're really like loosening up and people are taking, you know, let's say like they move to, to phase two or phase three, whatever, but people like moving to phase three, like it's like, it's like when you're allowed to have a gang of 10 people, people would have like a gang of 10 people, like, or so whatever, five, six, seven people one night. And then there'd be another gang the next night and another gang the next night. Well, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of, it seems like, but at one point or another, you gotta, you gotta release too. Right. Exactly. And you know, like, as I said, it's so hard, especially for a lot of people, you know, who are extra, like people that like to be social, right. It's so hard to be stuck indoors. Like mm-hmm. that's what makes that was making me going crazy. Cause I wouldn't, I wasn't, you know, able to see my, my friends, my family. So for me, it was just, that was the hardest part was not, to be able so like to be social and like yeah you can facetime and call but it's it's not the same you know what i mean like it's i like to talk face to face and like yeah there's an exchange of energy in person that that you don't get on facetime (laughs) it's so true yes (laughs) yeah Yeah, nice well uh i'd like to get into a little bit of your story um brett your, your life journey if you want uh just to, to everybody, like I say, everybody has a story and I, and I always love to hear, you know, uh, the stories because it, again, gives perspective to people from another angle and often we're going through the same things, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, doesn't really, um, it doesn't matter what road you choose, you end up finding somebody on that road that's gone through the same thing or going through something that you relate to. So um, exactly. Yeah. So basically, uh, how about you tell me who is Brett Boudelier and uh, what's what's a little bit of your life life story? Um, like, do you want me to go like way back to like my childhood and stuff, or like, yeah, how you- how was your childhood? How how uh, you know? I know the other day when we we were chatting, we talked about you know certain things. You're on a you're you're on a journey right now. You're on a sort of a weight loss journey as well and you're getting back into to gear and uh you you want to you know you want to help people you want to inspire people um what led you to this what led you to to realize your what you want to do is you know kind of be that person be that inspiration to others for sure so growing up i didn't have the best childhood um i had a loving mother which was amazing but my father, not so much. Um, so growing up, my father was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so growing up, he wasn't, he wasn't very kind to me, let's just say that. Um, In what way? So, you know, a lot of times when he was drinking, um, whenever he got mad at whatever it was, right. I was basically his target, if you want to say that. So whether it was, you know, verbally abusing me with you know, bad language, like, you know, you're fat, you're ugly, you're going to be nothing in life. Like, you know, I wish we never had you like why, like, and growing up, I mean, how did you handle that in in those moments? Honestly, I, I, it's hard to remember, but from what I remember, I just remember wondering why he was treating me like this. Like why, like I didn't deserve this. Like, like you're supposed to be this person that I look up to you know what I mean like you're Mm. supposed to be this this father that 
I want to be when I get older. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to be like that person. Yeah. So I'm, I always thought to myself, like, why are you treating like this? I never did anything to you. It's not like I was a bad child who was, you know, whatever. Like, but I, I just remember thinking, like, why? Like, why are you doing this to me? Right. And then like I have two younger brothers, and like he was the total opposite of my brothers. Loved my brothers, did everything with them, right? Because the thing was they were both as like you know, jockish, I guess. They were both into hockey and they did athletic. football and exactly, yes, athletic, thank you. Um, where I, on the other hand, was not so much. I was more like the drama person, you know, the the music person, like you know, and then like also growing up, I was I played with Barbies instead of, right. you know, trucks. And, you know, I was tried on my mom's clothing and I wore, you know, my mom's high heels. And he did, like, he was like, no, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. Like, once again, like, you should not be doing that. You know, blah, blah, like, just bringing me down, bringing me down, bringing me down. And I think, like, that was hard for me, right? Just growing up in general, right? Like, it kind of, I think it was hard for me, like, for instance, on my sexuality. I'm mm-hmm. gay. I think, and, I, and it took me a long time to come out. And I think that was, I think that had a lot to do with it as well. Like just hearing that negative, like talk with him, like in my head, like that you're not good enough. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was just so hard for me to like, to be me. Yeah. Hard to, to figure out if it was okay to be gay and if it was okay to have the feelings that you had, you exactly, know, cause you yeah. had been buried so much. Did your father ever like realize or apologize or? What's your relationship um, with it with him now? So my relationship with my father now is not as uh, like I don't I don't ever talk to him. I've oh. tried multiple times to to reconnect. Like you know I'll text him and he'll talk. Like he will text me back, but then a lot of times I don't I don't ever hear from him. Like I've tried twice to reconnect with him, but at my point in my life now, I don't need the negativity. I don't need the you know I don't need it in my life. I don't need it basically if I want to say like. I want positive people who are going to motivate me and, and just be that positive influence in my life. And he's not one of those people. So I've come to, I just come to the conclusion that it's okay. I don't, I, I don't need it. Right. Like I just, I don't need him in my life. But he's your dad. Like, is it, have it, you forgiven him? Like, have you gone through the process of saying, I forgive him. Now I want positivity in my life. Or are you just trying to avoid the, and I don't want to get in, you know, no, there, like, but at the same I, no, time, like, uh, I have, I've forgiven him. Like, as I said, like, so basically another story is that my mom passed away in 2011. Mm-hmm. So he actually was living out East in Nova Scotia, but he, like, he came back to live with me and my brothers when she passed away. So basically like he was there when we basically needed a guardian. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, like he was, it was hard living with him just because we didn't really know him that well because he was not around much when my parents my parents separated when I was also 10. Okay. So. Well, thank God your I, mom, thank God your mom moved on. Exactly. Yeah. Thank God too. So basically I did forgive him. I, you know, we had conversations and I said like, I'm not a person to, to dwell on the past. I want to just move on with the future. Like, you know, the past should stay in the past and let's move on to the future. But the thing was with him is he is such a negative person he just, it's, it's, it just, he just brings you down. And like, you know, he just, he just didn't seem to care. You know, he never really wanted to be around his children. He would always get girlfriends and want to be with, you know, their children. 
Um, hmm. So it, it was, it's, it's his, it's his choosing. That's the way I look at it. I tried plenty of times to, to reconnect and to try to have a life. But it's his choice not to, can't keep giving the energy to him and trying to be in his life because he's just showing me and choosing that he doesn't want it. So that's why I'm moving on. So, you know what I mean? Hmm. Well, that's, yeah. that's good. And who knows, you know, what the, the future will bring. Maybe one day he'll realize, but some people just live their life that way <laughs> without really exactly. feeling any remorse or is he still an alcoholic yeah. to this day or? Um, no, not that I know, unless he's been drinking the past year or so, but when, like, he moved back and everything, he, he wasn't, no, oh, like, he went to A and, like, recovering and all that, but. At least that. Yeah. At least that, that's that, good. Yeah, that changed. So, yeah, so coming from sort of a, an abusive childhood before the age of 10, for sure, until your parents yeah. got separated. Yep. I mean, he was like, he was, he was still abusive after that, like, he, but more okay. verbally abusive. Like he just, I just never felt the love from him. Like my brothers did, like, as I said, because my brothers were the athletic and like, he loved going to hockey and all that kind of stuff. I just never felt the same type of love. So it was, it was, it was, it, we had a different relationship. I was a hundred percent a mama's boy all mm-hmm. the way through and through. Like, Hmm. so <laughs> so you definitely uh of course that that's gonna affect you at some point yeah. um uh how did it manifest itself the the the, the hurt or the you know before you were able to to process and, and forgive uh you know after the age you know mm-hmm. leading into the teenage years how how did it affect you and how how did how did the teenage years go for you you know um, I mean, it was hard because a lot of my friends had, you know, both parents and I had only my mom and, you know, a lot of my guy friends, you know, they were playing baseball, doing, you know, things with their, you know, like things with their dads, which I, which I kind of, you know, when I got a little older, I, I kind of got a little more into sports. I wasn't like a super sports person, but I kind of got a little more into it. Like I like watching hockey and kind of stuff like that, but that's what I missed. And like, you know, like when I got a car, like I never, I don't know how to change a tire. I don't know how to do anything in my car because I was never really taught. I never had a dad to teach me. You know what I mean? So like things like that, like mm-hmm. I just wish I had someone to teach me just these life skills basically. Right. I never, I never had that. And my mom, you know, she was a single mom of three boys. So she worked a lot. And so it was, you know, she was, she couldn't really teach us and I don't blame her for that because she needed to support us. Right. So, yep. um, it was very, it was very hard and like, you know, and, and I just, and it was just, it was kind of depressing too, in a way. Right. Cause right. you know, you have this, you have this parent that just doesn't want anything to do with you. So like, once again, you just, you kind of get depressed and sad and, you know, so I'd eat my feelings. Even as a young child, I was, I was always a overeater basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, hey man. You're preaching to the choir. I was the same way. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people do that, right? So a lot of people. Well, you have to turn to something. Exactly. You don't have to, but you turn to something. (laughs) Yeah. And often, often when we don't have the tools or the skills, we're going to turn to something that's causing us uh, harm. 
So, you know, whether exactly. it be food is an easy one because food doesn't get you uh, lucid or uh, doesn't get you psychedelic or, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. a drug. It's a drug, but it's not a drug, right? And for me, I felt like it's, it's it like kind of um, would take over that void, right? Like it was, I always thought like, okay, food's always going to be there. Unlike my father, he's not, he's not there. So yep. food's always going to be there. You know what I mean? Like it's always yeah. like, it was, yeah, like it was just, I was always so happy when I was eating because I was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, this tastes so good. Like, oh, you know, and then after I eat it, I get more depressed because I'm like, oh my God, I just, yeah. you know, I, I shouldn't be eating that. But then it's like, whatever, like I'm still going to eat it anyways because it's like, you know, I'm depressed and I'm not happy. And yeah, it was just, it was such a, it's such like a roller coaster and a, you know, like a cycle basically. Like it was, yeah, it was hard. Yeah. Is it still a part of you, that cycle? I mean, it's still a part of me, brother. I'll tell you, I'm 42 and still, you know, I'm 56 days into a health journey, health mission. And yeah. every single day I fuck up. I screw up at least once every single day. And it's usually at yeah. night. I'm still trying to dial in my evenings or my nights. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to find that grasp, grasp that control. Man. And that's something I'm going to really have to work on. It's going to be like a mental game. There's something, there's something there, whether it's something psychological that I haven't healed or it's something that um, it's just a habit because mm -hmm. habits do happen yeah. as well. Um, some way, somehow I'm going to have to deal with that very soon. And I'm every day trying to get like, okay, I got to really, reset my mind into like starting a new consecutive day challenge on I haven't eaten after, you know, eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't able to, that, been able to pass one day yet, man, in 56 days. So for, for me, like I try the same thing, right? So I, I try like, okay, after like eight, eight thirty, like I try not to eat anything. Some days it's harder depending on what I'm doing because once again, I eat when I'm bored, right? So when you're sitting there watching a movie, what, what do you want more than anything is a bowl of popcorn or you want chips. Or, you know what I mean? You want that yep. something to eat because you're sitting there and you're bored. So for me, I find I try to like, I try to trick my mind. So like when I'm hungry, I might chew on a piece of gum because that's my, it's tricking my mind that I'm eating something or I might, you know, get a glass of ice and just chew on some ice. And it's like mm. tricking my mind that I'm eating something, right? Like, that's what I try to do instead of eating food at nighttime. As I try to, I'll chew, as I said, chew on gum, chew on ice. Sometimes I'll even get a straw and just chew on a straw just to like, once again, it's something in my mouth that I can chew on. That, it's that, that's that chewing motion, right? Like, right. Um, but once again, I do, I do have hiccups and I do mess up and I do eat something. But once again, I'm human, right? We, we'd all make mistakes and no one's perfect, but um I just, I like, I like to call them hiccups because they're just little hiccups and you just move on and you just, the next day, you know, you just, just forget, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah. You just stay, stay focused for, uh, exactly. for, for the long term. Exactly. Because if I overthink it, then I think, oh my God, I messed up. Here goes my whole, you know, my whole like weight loss journey. Like why, why? why continue it then if I, you know what I mean? Where I just think, Oh, it's a little hiccup. The next day I'll be fine. You know, like, and I try to stay positive. Right. Cause yep. 
before I would always used to be so negative. Like, you know, I tried diets and it would just last a week and then I would mess up one day and I'm like, well then screw it. I messed up. So I'm not going to continue to do it. Right. Where now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I have a little hiccup. You move on from, you just move on from it. Right. Like it's in the past again. So move on to the next day. We're going to have a positive day and you're going to do good. So. Yeah. That's a good attitude. Um, uh, How long or what prompted you actually, no, I'm going to back up for a minute go back to the teenage years for a minute because we were heading towards, you know, adulthood. And I think it's all relative, but I wanted to ask you something earlier. Um, How was your relationship with your brothers as growing up and, you know, leading into today? So me and my brothers, we had. Your brothers. Yeah, we're brothers. Like, you know, we had our moments where we had fights and, you know, my poor mother would be yelling at us because, like, we're fighting each other and, you know, pushing each other into walls and breaking things. And you know what I mean? Like, that's brothers. Um, but me and my brothers, we were always there. Like, we're not, like, very close. Like, I don't text my brothers every day. I don't see them every, like, I don't even see them every month. Like, but, like, we're very close. So if I was to text my brother up right now and be like, hey, dude, like, I need you. Like, can you come? He would be in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like, Gotcha. Um, my one brother though, he is he is suffering right now from like um like a drug addiction. So it's very hard to see him going through this. Mm. Um, but you know, he knows I'm here and he knows that I as I said, he knows I'm just here for him and I will help him if he needs help. But it's it's I can't do anything really because he needs he needs the help first too, right? And he doesn't mm-hmm. really want the help, it seems like. So I'm just yeah, like there's nothing really much I can do. But my other brother, yeah, we keep in touch. As I said, we keep in touch as much as we, we can. And we used to try to, you know, do dinners once a month and stuff. But then with COVID and everything, it was it was kind of hard. And he's also, he's also works a lot of hours. And so, um, yeah, like we're not, we're not super close, but we're close enough. Absolutely. You know, that's why, that's what I say. So. Gotcha. Um, addiction. Addiction is, uh, is a big thing. I was talking to Margaret. Uh, a couple episodes ago and she's she was really shedding light on addiction she had a cousin which was like her sister who had addiction and stuff and then she's like you know what's weird though like she has an addiction to drugs but like in turn I'm like I'm dealing with an she was like I'm dealing with an addiction also you know what I mean so there's an understanding there of you know and and I and I said in the middle of our conversation I said I find that addiction once you're addicted to and and i guess maybe the food would be the would be an exception to this but when once you're addicted to drugs or gambling or or alcohol and you're addicted so it becomes really like uh an issue Mm -hmm. you really don't have much control at that point it becomes a nilness yep um, because your body needs it yep so it it's not that possibly and just just to reiterate or just to come back on the fact that you, you know what you said about your brother maybe maybe he does want better for himself but he just thinks or knows because you know when you're in that moment but that his body needs it so much that it's such a hard you know it's such a hard fight to come back from it it is it, and it becomes it a vicious circle every yeah. day it's like fucking groundhog day you know yeah it, it, you know like it's yeah it's 
I can't imagine what he's going through. Like, I mean, yeah, like, I guess I'm addicted to, like, or was, or still am, I guess. Like, my addiction is food, right? Like, that's what I turn to. And, like, he turns to, you know, other things, like substances. But it it, it is. It's it's very hard. Like Yeah, unfortunately, those substances substances wrap him in. Whereas food comforts us, and we don't. It doesn't, it's a long-term ruin your life. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to hurt you mentally and physically, but, you know, on the long-term. And you can usually hide it pretty well. And Like, it's it's just different. It's still an addiction and it still hurts us to be, to have that addiction because it's such a mental game, a food addiction. It's such a mental game. But when you're wrapped into the mental, but then the physical on top you know the fact that your body like it's not like you can go have a a a light version of the dose a dose is a dose yeah (laughs) it's like we can make better food choices and still feel content or feel like you know there's different options out there that we could soothe our you know daily cravings that at least get the the right the right get food in us so, but sure, yeah. but for him, it's like that's a drug, and and then you got to control the dose, and I don't know, it's it's messed up. It's it sucks to see yeah. somebody that's wrapped in and addicted. And I think it's hard too, right? Like at least for like you know with food and stuff, a lot of turning points is when you go to your doctor, and your doctor's like, "Hey, you're pre-diabetic, or you have diabetes, or you're you're like you're almost close to a heart attack, or you know, like stuff like that." Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a turning point for a lot of people, right? Because they're like, "Well, I don't want a heart attack, and you know, I don't want diabetes, and all this kind of stuff." Where I find with like, say, you know, a drug people that you know use drug as their addiction, their really only turning point is usually when, first of all, like there is no turning point where they overdose right like and they they like basically like kill themselves or you know the turning point is when they do overdose and they do get you know they do get brought back or whatever like that like they hit rock bottom right so that that's a, like like almost a turning point like okay i need to change my life and yeah and then you, know, you want so, to change your life and you have that whole cycle of like having to go through all of the, the withdrawals oh and, the yeah. pain of withdrawals yeah. and the, like this just a struggle you know of of coming out of it like it must be yeah it must be hell yeah I, like i mean I, yeah I, I mean i don't know what that feels like but i don't envy those you know the people that have to go through it and you know i'm as I said, I'm, I'm here to support my brother whenever he needs it. He just, he has to reach out to me, right? Like, I've tried plenty of times and... I got so, you. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully uh, at one point he may, he may hear this and at least know that we're just, you know, talking about that and we know we understand the struggle and we understand that it's not a, it's not a joke, you know, for, for him either, so... No, exactly. And, when, you know, people... And they're not judging you, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of times, like, my brother thinks I judge him because he, he uses drugs as, like, you know, as an escape, or I'm not judging him. Like, I, I don't know what he's going, you know what I mean? Like, he, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's going through and, yeah. you know, things like that. Or, you know, other people that are, you know, might hear this, that maybe, you know, use drugs. Like, people don't judge you. Like, they're staring at you. Sometimes they're staring at you and, and trying to think of how they can maybe help you, right? Like, yeah. it's, yeah, it's it's a scary thing, too, sometimes, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how's your journey going? Like, um, where, when did you start your journey and what, what made you again, what made you 
come around to saying, all right, man, I gotta, I gotta do something here. I want to change things. And Okay. So I actually had a first journey. So my journey kind of started back in like 2013 ish, basically. Um, so basically my mom passed away in 2011. So once again, like, you know, I lost my person. I lost my best friend. Right. So I had a, I was grieving, you know, I was very depressed at that time. I was still in the closet. I wasn't out as gay yet. So I had that holding over top of me as well. Um, so there was a, there was a couple times, I'm not going to lie, that I contemplated, you know, suicide. Um, and I thought to myself, like, oh my God, like, I need to get help, you know? So I thought of ther- uh, therapy and counseling and whatnot. Um, and then when I finally came out of the closet, it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I, I felt, I felt like a thousand times louder, uh, lighter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, whew, this is good. Like I'm finally becoming myself. That's I don't have to hide awesome. anymore of who I am. Right. Like, right. Um, so basically like when I came out, like that's kind of when I started my journey. Cause I'm like, okay, now I want to become the real me and a better me. Um, and then like, and then too, one night I basically binge eat and I ate two 12 inch subs and a full cheesecake to myself. And then I weighed myself and I cried and I thought to myself, if I don't smarten up, I'm literally going to die before I hit 30. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I weighed myself at that time, I was like, I was just over 420 pounds. Whoa. So I was like, holy God. I mean, I'm a tall person. Like I'm six foot five. So I'm a big You're guy. You're six five? Yeah, so I'm like I'm a big guy in general, like, um, but still like at four hundred over four hundred twenty pounds. I thought okay, like I need to smarten up. So basically, after that, the next day I like threw out all my bad food. I signed up at Good Life and I started my journey. So like I cut out everything. Like I was eating like literally the same thing every day, like smoothies, like for breakfast, you know, salads for lunch and for dinner was chicken, rice and some sort of vegetable. And that's really all I ate. And if I wanted snacks, I would have, you know, like healthy, like fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. Yep. Like even when I went to like Christmas dinners and excuse me, like birthdays and stuff, I brought my own food. I wouldn't eat turkey and like all that stuff because I was on this life journey. Right. So basically long story short, um, yeah, 2013, I started when I hit, when I was about 2016, that's kind of like where I like got to my goal weight. So I lost 190 pounds. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So it was like, it was very, it was amazing. Like I had a goal weight, uh, of like, by like, I wanted to get down to 215, but I got down to about two, like 200, 205 ish. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was, it was amazing. I was like a 34 pants. I was the same pants size as my brother. And that was one of my goals too, because my brother, once again, growing up, their only way of getting to me was you're fat ass, you know, fat ass, fat ass, fat ass. So I remember when I started my weight loss, I said, you watch, I'm going to get the same pants size as you. You won't be able to call me that anymore. So I got the same pants size and it was, it was funny. Like, um, yeah, I felt amazing. You know, like I had confidence. I could shop anywhere I wanted to shop. I would love um, to see photos of you. Uh, yeah, I can send you some for when sure. You were, when you, yeah, when you were on that. Uh, um, that you know, journey. and like, and I, one of my goals too. So when I lost my, when I lost my weight, one of my goal was to do Tough Mudder. 
Mm. Um, so I did Tough Mudder. Tough Mudder is a for for those who are listening and yes. don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like a big event where you just um, what is it like a not a marathon, but it's like a. It's like an it's like a, it's an obstacle yeah. course. There's basically obstacle. like I think there was twelve to fifteen obstacles you had to do, like climbing walls and like going through electrical fences and like ice, ice cold water and like right. claw, crawling through mud and stuff. It was honestly the, like if the best thing I've ever done, like for anyone out there that's thinking like they want to do it, but they're scared to do it. Yeah. Just do it. Like I was so scared. And I thought to myself, no, like I need to do this. And I did it. And after like I finished, I like cried. I was like, Oh my God, I actually, I actually completed this. Like this is, um, it was, I think it was like 20 kilometers or 25 kilometers long. It like, took me four hours to do like I was dead but oh my <sighs> god the best thing like I've ever done and like as I said anyone's contemplating doing it just do it like it's 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 so amazing like where was it the one you did like in your area um no it was well yeah like it wasn't like just kind of past Toronto okay so yeah Toronto has one every year cool um but yeah it was it was amazing and you did well and everything like it went yeah like yeah it was awesome like we had a team of i think six of us and we were pretty good like we all kind of just stuck like stuck by each other because a lot of obstacles you needed your partners and your team to help like get over walls and stuff right um i think there was only a couple of obstacles i didn't do just because um i still didn't have the upper body strength like one you had to like like almost like run up this half pipe kind of thing but I, I could, there was no way I could do that. Like I didn't have the upper body strength to do it, but, and there was another one that was like a tunnel, but for me, I was almost like claustrophobic. So I, I couldn't do it. But um, other than that, I did everything else and it was, yeah, it was, it was so amazing just to cross the finish line. And, you know, so yeah, it was, <laughs> That's it was awesome. awesome. Yeah. So from there. So from there, so I was loving life, you know, like, as I said, like, I was feeling good, have self-confidence, you know, and then especially because I just came out of the closet. So, you know, I started dating I started getting into the, you know, the gay community and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. then I found my, I found a partner in 2017. Um, we hit it off. Things were good. Um, so then he lived in like the Guelph area. Mm-hmm. So then I packed up my things. I quit my jobs here and I moved to Guelph with him because mm-hmm. I was, you know, falling in love and head over heels and you know all Mm -hmm. that kind of honeymoon kind of stuff so we were together um just almost two years um but in the middle of the relationship things kind of got bad like he was he was very controlling um like my friends and like my family kind of called him a narcissist basically like narcissist yep i think that's what it is yeah they basically that's what he called like they called him um but once again it was when you're in love it's very hard to see right like my friends mm-hmm. would be like you need to, you need to get out of this relationship like you you just don't seem like the old happy breath that you were when you were kind of single right like and then once again i was gaining weight because i didn't really know i was depressed but like i was eating a lot more and then finally i realized i was kind of more depressed and then i was getting anxiety because i was gaining a lot of weight back and Wow. It was just kind of like I was Whirlwind. reverting. Yeah, and I was like reverting back to my old ways, like when I was when I was 
heavier set, right? I was reverting back to like eating my feelings and, you know, not having the confidence that I had prior to being with him. And, you know, and then with him, it wasn't, he wasn't very supportive of me. You know, like he wouldn't go to the gym with me. He wouldn't like cook healthy meals. Like I told him, you know, I told him plenty of times, like, please don't bring bad foods and bad food in the house. Because for me, like if it's in the house, I'm going to eat it. I, right. And he never respected that. He always bring bad food in. And I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, I should be able to not eat it, but it's hard for me. Right. Well, then I, once again, coming back to the, that addiction, it's hard not to say no and not to, not to eat it when it's in the house. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So basically it just took basically having a nervous breakdown for me to realize that I needed to get out of this relationship. So um, I ended things and I moved back home with my grandma at the time. And at that time, I think I gained back about 90 to hundred pounds. Whoa. Just like that. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. So then of course I've never had anxiety in my life, but now that I've gained all this weight back, moving back home to like the small town and like everyone knew me as like the skinnier personnel and I've lost all that weight, you know, they, Oh my God, you did so well. All that, mm. you know, I loved all the compliments and all that kind of stuff. And now moving back hundred pounds, basically heavier. No, no longer getting the comments or anything no, like that. It was more like the, the double looks or the, it, exactly, oh, hey. like, yeah. Like, Holy shit. You gained a lot of weight. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Like it was that look. And I like, so my anxiety went through the roof because as I said, like I'm a tall person. So when I walk, normally a lot of people look at me because they're like, holy crap, he's tall. But like now that I've gained a lot of weight back, it's like, wow, like you've gained a lot of weight back. You can just see it in their faces that they yeah, look, right? Yeah, yeah, And And plus you, you always, you're always, when you're, when anxiety kicks in, you're always going to over-dramatize the situation too, right? Exactly. In your mind. Right. Yeah, so then, yeah, so then basically like, you know, I had, I, I'm on antidepressants because of my anxiety and my depression and so basically you know it's just it was it was a bad time and it took a lot of time to to try to get back to like how I was before I guess I was eating healthy and like all the gym that and then I of course I started back but then of course COVID hit so the gyms were closed and you know what I mean so now then I was sitting at home and once again I was no no routine right I could sleep in till noon I could Mm -hmm do whatever I wanted. And so basically I, once again, I started eating cause I was bored. So bored eating, bored eating, bored eating. Then I gained more weight and like my clothes aren't fitting and had to order, you know, plus a bigger sizes again. I couldn't shop at, I can't shop at stores again that I want to. And I mean, it's challenging enough to being five, six foot five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, being big and tall, it's like, I literally have to shop at the big and tall stores. Right? Yeah. yeah so there's I, a store there. It's it's very hard, but then, um, basically, like I kind of started back my journey basically from TikTok. To be honest, like, yeah, I kind of started a little bit before, but then like TikTok motivated me more because I met some awesome people on TikTok, and you know, it's such a it's such a great community. Like people mm-hmm. think, oh, TikTok is for those children that you know are just like doing lip syncing and like dancing and all that. Like, yeah, it is, and there's yeah. funny videos, but like. TikTok also has a community for things. Like I've seen, you know, yep. people suffering from um, 
you know, addictions, alcohol or drugs, right? So there's a community for that. There's a community now for like weight loss journey people like myself and, you know, you, like we were in this community together to help each other out, right? Like, so now I feel like when I'm, when I'm down, I have these people now that I can go to and be like, talk to me. Like I need some, you know, like I want to eat this. And they're like, don't eat it. Like go in and walk, you know, like, um, and actually one of the people you've had on your, your previous podcast, like Melissa, like, me and her became like we're really good friends now like we chat almost every day like nice you know she's she's just an amazing person and yes she I is. just I honestly just love talking to her because like when I feel down she's just like she's that person I just like you can just see her smile on her face when you're talking to her and you, she she's just, real just, yeah exactly and she just brightens your day and yes so like you know and yeah so then TikTok just kind of made me get back into like okay you need to do this and you know seeing all those success stories and you know everything i'm like i'm thinking to myself i want to be that success story now like i want to help other people you know Mm -hmm. i want people to watch my tiktoks and be like okay he can do it i can do it like yep so yeah that's it's so how's it going um it's going so basically i never weighed myself to see how much i weighed i'm going off solely of how i feel and how my clothes fit okay um, because I'm a person that I, I, I also very, I'm, I obsess over things. So like if I was to weigh myself, I'd want to weigh myself every week, basically. So I, this, this time around, I'm not weighing myself. I'm just going to kind of just go by, go by my clothing size and how I feel. Cool. So, because yeah, as I said, before I did like when I, when I had my other journey, I was way too obsessive over, over the scale. Like right. I would, you know, I would only lose a pound and I'd be sad because I'm like, Oh my God, it works my butt off. You know, there was a time where I had a personal trainer and he weighed me one day and I gained 10 pounds and I bawled my eyes out. And he's like, dude, like you probably gained 10 pounds of muscle because you're lifting weights. Like let's do your measurements. So I did my measurements and I lost inches and in my like waist to my chest and I gained it in my arms. Right. So like, that's why a lot, I tell a lot of people is never go off by the scale because if you're, especially if you're working out, like lifting weights, you might gain say two pounds, but it's probably not two pounds of like fat. It's probably two pounds of muscle and muscle mm-hmm. weighs more than fat. Right. So like, mm-hmm. that's why I don't want to go by the scale because I get too obsessive over it and I right. will cry and like, it just won't be fine. So <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. No, it's uh, it can be tough, especially when when you're heavy to begin with, like I'm, I started at, you know, the worst, the highest I've got was 306 pounds. I'm five foot 10 and a half. I'll take the half. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so it's too heavy. Right. So, and uh, when I started my journey on this, uh, this time around, it was, I was at 294. I mean, I was creeping in real close to the 300 and that really upset me. You know, it got, it, yeah. it was really upsetting me because it was getting to me that I was reaching toward and I was smoking cigarettes and you know, like, uh, just, just a bad uh, habits, right? Yeah, man. Just doing every, you know, everything wrong sure. Yeah, <laughs> to, to put myself in a position of, of being vulnerable to major health issues, you know, yeah. my cholesterol was just right on the line. Like my sugars were on the line. My doctor said like, yeah, you know, and like that yeah. was like four months before I started my journey. And I got probably worse before I started the journey because 
at first for the first two, three days there, I was like pretty good. But then after that, it was like, I just kind of went back to, to the old, you know, me. And then, yeah, since, since I kicked into gear, um, the only issue I have is, is with food and it's usually at night during the yeah. day, yeah. I usually fend pretty good. And then at night I get, uh, that's where I struggle. But I mean, I'm not going out at night, you know, buying takeout, but I'm still like eating too much or the wrong thing. Yeah. So it's still, still a journey. Quitting smoking, so, you yeah. know, quitting smoking and then starting, you know, starting to walk 5k a day every day. Um, right there was, was a big deal. If I can eventually conquer the food intake uh, or at least trim it and balance it out, it's going to definitely help, but I'm losing weight. So at least I'm, I'm kidding. That's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, um, so like, like, are you eating like kind of bad foods? If you don't mind me asking, or are you like no. just eating, you're just eating like Too more much. foods than yeah. you want to just okay. eating at the wrong time. So I'll wake up in the morning and I'll have like two or three boiled, boiled, sorry, two or three boiled eggs with a piece like one piece of like cheddar cheese and then like pineapple and apples. So that's, that's no problem for sure with water, you know, and then my lunch and that's typically like a breakfast for me. Like I'm pretty damn good on breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my lunch is usually a salad. So no, you know, no bread involved, like still yeah. just a salad, a little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit, whatever. I'm a, I'm a little bit, I'm, uh, I'm generous on the sauce. Oh yeah, of course. A bit. <laughs> uh, it's nothing ridiculous, but I'm a little more generous than maybe uh, I should be. And then, yeah. uh, and then supper comes around, and uh, it's usually pretty, pretty good as well. Like very, very easy balance, and it's usually around seven o'clock because I go walking first, and yeah. then I have supper around seven or seven thirty, sometimes even eight. The problem is, is that as I told you at the start of the show, I'm an owl. Yeah. So I go to bed at three in the morning on average and I still get up at nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock or 10 30, you know, but I go to bed at three thirty in the morning. So if I eat at seven or eight for my supper, that's great. By the time I get to, you know, midnight, one o'clock, I'm starting to get really hungry. And then if I push it, it just gets worse. And then my mental game kicks in and that's where sure. I fuck up is usually around one or two o'clock in the morning. So then I just say by then, like, just like, can you portion, like, have your, like, have your snacks already out for you, like to have, like, you know, like maybe like a couple almonds or something. Cause almonds are like, yep. you know, yeah, they're a little bit fatty, but they're also, they're also very filling. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like mm-hmm. make yourself a smoothie. So like, cause that's, you know, a lot of fruit and mm-hmm. the problem is, know, is very... it wakes up my family. If I make a smoothie at that time of night, but Oh, okay. On another side, uh, on the other hand, uh, I am moving in a month. I'm moving out in a month because my, my wife and I actually, after 17 years, are amicably separating. Um, oh, well, I'm sorry amic- that. Amicably set, uh, separating, I guess that's yeah. how you say it. And uh, But no, yeah, no, it's a good thing and it's, it's all part of the journey and we're both exactly. very positive about it. But then I'm going to be in my own house and I'm going to be able to do that, you know, at two in the morning. Exactly. That's how yep. I live too. You know? So then I don't know, maybe like, as I said, maybe like, could you, would it be okay to like, is, is it like, are you actually hungry? Or is it like your mind just playing tricks on you? 
minds playing tricks. You know it. So like, on. could you like, could you like try the gum situation or that yeah. situation just to like? Yeah, that's a good trick. You know, like it. I don't know. That's 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 what helps me sometimes, especially because I sometimes I do. I like have insomnia sometimes, so I I am the same as you. So sometimes I don't. I'm up till two or three, four in the morning, right? So, and that's my mind plays the tricks on me. So I'm like, okay, I'm not actually hungry. I'm just I'm just bored. So. That's why, as I said, I'll just get a cup of ice and I'll just like munch on ice or I'll get a yeah. stick of gum. And so it's like tricking my mind. It's like, okay, you're actually eating something when I'm clearly not. I'm just eating water or a stick of gum that has like really no calories or nothing, right? Like, yep. I don't know. That's what, that's what, that's what's helped me sometimes with, with binging at nighttime because as uh, the same as you, like nights are the worst for me. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's a problem for a lot of us uh, overeaters. It is. And especially like when you dial it in, like I'm dialed in right now, day 56, I'm dialed in. And, the, and during, during the day, things are good. Even yeah. through the evening, like before, before us getting together, I, I was making a tea and I had, you know, two slivers of, of pineapple just, just to get your sugar level up a bit yeah. and get your boost little bit of a boost and you brought my tea up and my bottle of water and like evenings are good. But then after we're done, yeah, <laughs> that's where for me, the mental challenge starts because my day sort of is done or, or, you know, yeah, my day's done. Like as if I'm not talking to you right now, I'm doing something else that's for productive sure. until about nine o'clock usually uh, or 10 o'clock. And then, after you want to start a sh- start shutting down, well, what, when I start relaxing, that's when I start exactly yeah. like you said. You try to try to find something to do. So, and if you don't have something to do, what are you doing? Well, you're you're making a snack or you're eating, and and there's then there's nights where I'm like, okay, tonight, if I snack, it's gonna be plant based. It's gonna be you know whatever the case may be, and so I start that way. So yeah. at 11 o'clock I'm eating a salad or midnight and I'm like, ha, you know, whatever man <laughs> is better than a Big Mac or is better than exactly. this. Yep. But then at 2 a.m. I'm still like, yeah, or I'm hungry again. You know, it's a mental game. It's, it's literally, it's mind over matter, right? Like you just got to put that, you know, yep. you got to trick your mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. So if people want to follow you on TikTok, uh, what's your uh, handle? <laughs> so it's it's b boots so it's b b o o t s and then 1991 1991 b boots 1991 yeah and uh do you make videos of uh, workouts and stuff i'm trying to remember yeah you do yeah like so basically when i started off to talk it was more like I like to make the funny ones because I'm a very funny person. I like to lip sync because I love music. So a lot of my videos are like lip syncing and like dancing or like the singing. But like I do have some um, like, you know, workouts and like motivational stuff because as I said, I love to like, I want to inspire people and motivate people to be the best, their best selves. Right. So. Yep. That's good. And I want to be that, you know, I want to be that person that if someone's struggling that they can message me and be like, Hey, like I'm struggling. Like, can I just talk to you? Like, I want to be that ear that, you know, yep, my ear, yep. like literally my ears are always open. Like I love to help people. So. Um, I know that we were talking the other day, you and I, and you were mentioning how like, you know, that's really one of your objectives and one of your callings, I guess, in life is to really just help others and, and try to yeah. like motivate them or inspire them. And uh, again, making people laugh. 
<laughs> that's a good thing, man. And, and yes, that's, yeah. that's viral in, in, in its own self. And uh, whether you get the numbers or not. Um, and I, I see that your numbers are pretty good on Facebook or on uh, TikTok. It's getting yeah, there. Papa. It's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you post every day? No, not all the time. Not every day, no. See, that's your Some problem. Days, if you want big numbers, you got to post like four or five times a day. I know. And see, with work and stuff, like sometimes I'm working like 14 to 15 hour days. So it's, it's hard for me sometimes to po- like to go on TikTok every day and work gotcha. or to post, I guess. Um, but my, like, I, tr- I try to at least. Like, I try to yeah. go on and, yeah. yeah. So are you working out? Are you working out every night? Are you doing, or every day? Are you doing something? Uh, what are you um, doing? So I don't work out just because I have a hard time. I, can't, I have a hard time doing home workouts because for me, like home is kind of like my safe spot, like where I just want to chill and relax, especially like yeah. if I'm working. Right. So like, but my thing is like, I love walking. So like oh, nice. I love going on like, you know, trail walks and hikes and all that kind of stuff. So like my goal is to try to do at least 5k a day. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, and then as I said, sometimes I, I don't go just because of work, but even when I'm working, I'm still, I'm very active with work, right? Because of what I'm doing, right? I'm working with a lot of aggressive, you know, individuals. So I'm doing a lot of running after them and a lot of walking. And so I still, I still basically kind of walk 5k. It's just. Yeah. You count, do you count your steps or? Uh, yeah. Like I have an Apple watch, so I try nice. to get like my 10,000 in a day and if not more, which is, I usually do over more. So. Yeah. 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 I never thought that. I always thought 10,000 would be like unreachable. And like, I realized like, yeah, that's, that's totally it's, reachable. <laughs> oh yeah, it is hundred percent. And, and every time I'm under, I'm like, okay, well, I just got to push for, you know, <laughs> half hour or something just to get to, to at least my 10, but usually I'm at like 13, 14. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty like much the, a, on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, that's my normal too. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's good. And uh, again, if people want to get in touch with Brett, um, go check him out on TikTok. Yes. B Boots, B B O O T S, nineteen ninety one. There's two Bs. Yeah, B B O O T S, nineteen ninety one. Got it. Yeah. And uh, are you on Facebook and Instagram? I am. Yes. Yes. So people can just find you there. Yeah, it's like my first and last name. So Brett Boudelier for both. How do you spell your last name? B-O-U-T-I-L-I-E-R. Um, on my Instagram, that's where a lot of my like before and after pictures are of my my previous journey. So mm, Nice. Yeah. Try to find you there. I yeah. Could probably see, uh, I could probably see your, your, uh, your photos there, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I have, I have a lot of my before and afters on there. So That's awesome. Well, man, um, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. All right, thank you for having me. I'm, like, honestly, it was, it's amazing to be on here. So I, as I said, I'm, I'm happy to talk about my life and hopefully inspire other people and motivate other people. And, you know. Yeah, and also, you know, if people uh, – people want to get in touch with you you know do it through tiktok and uh and go follow him but you can also again like i say uh send him a send him a comment on one of his videos say hey send me a message or something for sure yeah it's always a way to 
to reach out. Doesn't matter what you're struggling with, because you know, as I said, I've struggled with a lot of different things. So, so yeah. Yeah. Whether yeah, it's true, eh? You can you can talk about you can pick yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> I can, yes. If somebody's too tall. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody's big. Yeah. If you're gay and you're still in the closet, or you're wondering, or thinking, or considering, yeah. trying to understand it. In this day and age, you should just live it, enjoy it, and celebrate it. Yeah, and it, it's it's hard for some people, right? Because of religious views and parents, and which mm-hmm. I totally understand. Like I was, that's why it took a lot of me, a lot of years, I guess, not to come out was because of I was nervous and I didn't know what my family would think. Yep. But I mean, unfortunately, like I mean, I'm glad that like my family was very accepting and very like you know open and all that kind of stuff where a lot of people don't have that right a lot of parents kick them out or disown them and which to me is just i i don't even i don't even understand how parents can do that to their children but for for a sexual uh choice yeah and it's a direction it's not even a choice it's just no and and that's the thing right like exactly when people think like when people say like Oh well, you choose to be gay. It's like just, I did not choose to be like this. Trust me. Like I was just born like this. Like yeah. If I could have had I, it differently, <laughs> chances are, uh, I would, and when I was a kid, you know what I mean. Chances are, I would have wanted to be different. I mean, than gay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like I tried to be straight. I tried to be with <laughs> girls, and let's say, and couldn't do it. So like, it's not a choice. It's who you are, and you need to, you need to embrace it, and you need to accept it, and just be you, and don't give a damn what other people you know say or think of you just you know you're the only person in that can make your life you know go and make your life really be happy right so yep if you, you know, have to if you know you know um, exactly and and assume it and enjoy it and celebrate it because uh, life's way too short to uh you know to hide or to to to, to try to not live your life because if you're not yourself, then you're not, you don't have true balance. You don't have true good vibes. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And like, yeah. you know, family is like, you know, family is everything for people, but also family doesn't have to be blood, right? Like the gay community, the LGBT community, probably wherever you're at would take you in in a heartbeat and be your family, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's all about community, right? Like we have our weight loss community. We have, you know, you have your gay community. You have, you know, there's a bunch of different communities and mm-hmm. you just got to get in with the, you know, the people that you have similarities with, right? And then you you become family. You become like a group. You know what I mean? Like you just got to embrace it, who you are. Yeah. That's that's inspiring right there. Yeah. Hopefully somebody uh, somebody hears it one day and, uh, you know, Makes a realization. Yeah, hopefully. This is the objective. Spread the good vibes and like, you know, the the show is really about people helping people and real stories with real people, you know, and because the perspective and the angle that a person's coming in can can really affect one person. Trust me, man, we're only at show 12 and it's already affected me in a positive way, you know? Yeah. Well, and like listening to your, you know, your your podcast, like it's helped me too, right? Like, this is honestly like I was never a podcast person. I hated listening to podcasts, but like your podcast, it's just like, 
I love hearing about other people's stories and there's like not hearing about their struggles, but like just to hear people's lives and mm -hmm. like, you know, and hear like how they changed it. And like, as you said, like it helps you because you listen to it and you think, Oh my God, I can do that. Like I'm struggling with that. And that's a, that's a good way to, you know, to help my struggles. Like I'm going to try this. Right. Like it's just, and, and it's so nice just to hear other people's stories and to, to get to know them. Right. Like it's, Hundred percent, basically, right? So, hundred percent. I'm I'm part of a show uh, called Three Men's Journey, and we present a show in schools and in in um, in communities, and we talk about mental health and our struggles and with mental health through life and everything. So, we're three guys, three friends, musicians, singers that yeah. uh, sit on the stage, kind of a broken down version of an acoustic version of a show, and we sing songs that relate to our stories and everything, and Etc. Etc. In in this show, um, we meet so many people, and I always say, you know, every, sorry, I lost my track, my train of thought. Doesn't matter. I I edit anyways. But yeah, fuck, I was going somewhere really cool with that. <laughs> oh, my fucking brain just froze. I guess that's a consequence of ten forty at night, um, <laughs> and I didn't sleep well last night. I only slept like four hours. Oh God! Um, let me just think, because it was really cool, man. Fuck! What were you saying? You said something, and it just inspired me to say something to back that up. Well, like I was just saying, like about like inspire, like getting inspired by other people, like listening to the stories, getting to know them. Yeah. Anyway, I forgot my train of thought, but it's okay. Um, we got a lot of great content. Anyway, it's not a big deal, but it's just fuck. I had something good to just add to that. <laughs> You know, it sucks when that happens, eh? Yeah. But yeah, I know it's definitely great. And, and I agree with you for the TikTok community. It's been a blessing for me too to find that community. There's really some pockets in there of amazing people with, with cool journeys. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, as like, as much as, you know, there's many great people, there's also a lot of haters on there. But you know, if you get messages from haters, you know, you just got to think like they're probably jealous or they are been bullied themselves. So they're just trying to like, you know, bully you, but you just need to like not let their words hurt you basically. Like, you know? Yeah. It seems like it's, I mean, I haven't been harassed, but it seems like it would be easy to avoid haters on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been harassed, so I, I wouldn't know. But um, I've just seen some TikToks where people, you know that have had haters comments right. and stuff and like they were crying because of their rude comments and stuff you know and like and i hit that what that makes my blood boil like i can't stand people who are making other people's lives like miserable basically right when like you know they're trying to they're trying to get to a goal like for instance this 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 girl like or lady i guess she's you know lo losing weight and and this one person basically just like was calling her a whale and a cow. Wow. And I'm like, like a why? Like that's not necessary. Like she's trying to to be a better a better you know her person, and she's trying to you know to become a better herself, basically, right? Like why are you why are you trying to bring her down? Like when she's trying to be so positive and to she's doing an awesome job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, I just. Yeah, I can't. I can't deal with people like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's but there's a lot of good, a lot of positive, and a lot of really funny people, and it's amazing. So 
it's yeah like if you don't have tiktok you need to download it and you need to see what we're talking about basically pretty much pretty much <laughs> yeah. well brett it's been a pleasure uh that's what i enjoy about this show it's all real people like and when i say real people i just we're all real people but um just regular everyday people just like me and you and and we all have our little cocoons and our little lives and that we're leading. But if we can share a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of insight and experience and wisdom, man, we're all better off. Humanity oh, is better yeah. off that way. If we can share a little bit of our stories and give different perspectives, that is the good vibes show. And when you're here, you're in the good vibes room. And when you're listening, you're in the good vibes room. And this place is somewhere you can just lay back or relax or go take a walk or do some housework, whatever the case may be when you're listening to a podcast, but a place where you can just escape and listen to normal people like you and their stories and give insight. So I hope you enjoy this show, people. And uh, I'm going to continue to push. I got some awesome guests coming up as well. Uh, had an awesome guest today. You know, things are just rocking. And I really want to thank people because as much as I really want to thank my guests for the help that they give me on TikTok, because, because, because with their help, I'm seeing numbers on my podcast that are amazing for the first two weeks of a podcast life. People that have podcasts that I'm reaching out to are saying, wow, you have great numbers. You know what I mean? So it's really cool. And I didn't expect this. And I appreciate everybody that tunes in and everybody that wants to come and share their story. Like Brett tonight, just sitting here in the good vibes room, chatting with me and shooting the shit about life. And you know what? When we talk about our life and we talk about our story, we're talking to a mirror and it's coming back at us. And for the next 24 to 48 hours, shit is processing in our mind. And it happens to me, it would happen to you, it happens to everyone. And I promise Brett, it's gonna happen to you too, my brother. For sure, yes. Because <laughs> talking, releases the thoughts that are inside or inside our mind, our soul, and that often are repeated inside of our mind, but we never really make sense out of it. Once we get it out, either on paper or vocally, dude, yep. <laughs> it works, man. It works when you're going to listen does. to the, this podcast. Uh, you know, once I post it, you, you're going to re-listen to it. Of course, I know you will. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna make you, cause every time I listen to, to, to every episode when I'm walking, that's what I do. I re-listen to the episodes that I've recorded, mm -hmm. uh, the ones that I haven't listened to yet because I want to see how I'm doing. Uh, I want to see what I can change, what I can do better. And, uh, but it always gives me new perspectives new energy new dynamic it's yes. amazing <laughs> so yeah i think that's the beauty in podcasts yeah especially in something like this so thanks everybody and brett thanks for your patience for my long ending <laughs> no thank you for having me it was awesome <laughs> and take care of yourself first
I know you love yes. taking care of others. I'll tell, I'll tell you, like I told, well, like Margaret said herself, she, when she learned to take care of herself first, before, then she was able to help others even more. It's so true. And I'm trying. I'm trying to put myself first in some situations and, and do, do more for myself. So. Yeah, man, you do that. You, you got a lot to be proud of. Continue. Thank you. I'm, I'm a new supporter uh, re- <laughs> just recently since we met and I'm definitely after I have a long chat with somebody like this, I, I always, after that, it, ins- it just inspires me to keep track of the people that I talk to, you know? So uh, For sure, yeah, keep tabs yeah. on everyone. And if ever you have anything, well, reach out uh, as well. And uh, thanks for doing the show. Take care. Good luck and stay strong. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Good Vibes Show. I am your host, Marty B, tuning out for this episode. Take care. If you have some love to spread, please take a minute. And with energy and intention, send it out to the world because we all need it right now. Take care. Bye-bye. This was Marty for the Good Vibes Show with Marty B, tuning out. Mm -hmm.